Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Aloha and a beautiful Monday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and for the first time on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing on this glorious Monday? I am doing amazing because Rangers made... It passed the first round. <laughs> For everybody that's listening to that in the background, that is the Rangers chant All right. um, after uh, every goal is scored. So uh, go Rangers, go. Thank you so much for making it pass the first round. <laughs> I'm very happy for you, Jihei. Love that. And, I mean, Patrick Beverly is having the best Monday out of any of us. He just went on uh, first take and just ripped apart Chris Paul. <laughs> that was hilarious. If you, ha- if you have not seen that, you should go check it out. Yeah, I'm doing great. Love to see Pat Bev. Love to see Luca dominating. Oh, exactly. And it's, but, but by the way, gee, we have to say, how cool is it to be on the air in beautiful Hawaii? I, I can't wait. I was so excited to hear the news that we were um, finally able to be in Hawaii. I can't wait to go and visit. I know. It's been, it's been a, you know, I haven't been back to Hawaii since I was like 13. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We do have to, you know, yeah. so now that we're there, we, we, we do have to make it a point to go there and visit. But we did have a lot to get to. It was a big packed sports weekend a ton of game seven so with that said let's get to today's headlines brought to you by circa millions and circus survivor pro football contest with 12 million in guaranteed prizes visit circusports.com for details Guys, we talked about him forever. Luka Doncic scored 35 points. Spenet, Spenner, Spencer Dwin, uh, Dwin Diddle, um, <laughs> Dwin, Mr. Dwin Diddy, um, added 30 points, and Dallas Mavs blew out the Phoenix Suns 123 to 90 on Sunday night to advance to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2011. Jason Kidd said it perfectly after the game. A lot of people said it would be a blowout, and they were right. What happened to the Phoenix Suns, guys, and Chris Paul, um, who was a plus-minus of minus 39, the worst in his NBA career, regular season, or playoffs? What a moment to have the worst game of your career. I remember covering Chris Paul with the Clippers, and he would do things, mistakes. You know, I think back to that Thunder series where I've never seen Chris Paul have those kind of mishaps, and he saved it for the most crucial, critical moment. So, tough loss. I, I really don't even know where to begin with this game because it was done in the first half. It was basically over in the first quarter. You're looking at, at, at some point, you're, you're thinking the Phoenix Suns are at home. They're going to find a way to come back and make it a close game. They're down by 45 points with a couple of minutes left. It was an absolute embarrassment. I don't know what this means for Chris Paul. He said he's going to come back. He's not retiring. I don't expect him to. Uh, but where does this leave the uh, Suns? But we said this, guys. 
if you're the Phoenix Suns, you cannot have a game seven because Luka Doncic is this transcendent talent. He is one of the top five players in the game. And this will be a game that we look back when we look at the career of one Luka Doncic as the moment where you said this kid has arrived. He's not just a good player. He's not just a great player. When you do it in the playoffs, when you do it in a game seven, it's different. It hits different. And again, I mean, now I'm starting to rethink this because I was big on the Warriors. Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, this is incredible. Yeah, um, and, you know, I mentioned this last week. I, I actually have the receipts. I said Dallas in seven, but I was wrong about the Bucks celtics series, so I'm not <laughs> right about everything. Um, Luka is the best player in the series, um, and he showed that. Devin Booker shouldn't have ran his mouth at Luka and mocked him. Yeah. That changed the whole dynamic of this series, and an all-time great's going to do that to you. He's had the best start to his career of possibly anyone in the playoffs in the history of the game. He looks like Michael Jordan out there. He has the chance to really establish himself in, I said this last week, he could go to the finals every single year yeah. soon enough, like or at least a large portion of it needs the right players around. This will be a tough series. Golden State hasn't looked good in the Suns. Yeah, they're never getting back to the Western Conference Finals. Wow. That's bold, though, man. That's bold to say. That's like never, you and Gonzaga. Gonzaga's <laughs> never, ever yeah, winning. Never, not never. But you, you get what I'm saying. Denver's going to be good. The Clippers gotcha. are going to be good. Who right. knows what's going to happen? So Right. Yeah, no. It's, it's wild because the red flags were all there and they were ignored. I mean, at the end of the regular season, the Suns had locked up the one seed. But they had these moments where you're just like, is that team fraudulent? They had a game in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City was completely tanking, and the Suns just got blown out. There were multiple games like that down the stretch, and then in the first round against the Pelicans, it was the same thing. And the red flags, again, I ignored them. I think a lot of people ignored them, but this team... In hindsight, they were fraudulent. They, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's That's no way around it. They, they were a fraudulent number one seed in the league. And now Dallas, by the way, is not fraudulent at all. I think that they're going to give Golden State a run for their money. And as you guys just mentioned, Luka, all-time performance again. And I think he's just getting started in terms of this postseason. I say just don't tee off Luka. Because yeah. like, the second that you start talking smack and you can't pa- and you can't back it up, it's, it's going to be a detriment to your team wow. because he's just going to go off for, like, however many points. I mean, what was it, the first half he had the equivalent of the amount of points that Phoenix, the, yeah, that no. Phoenix had and in the first half. So just don't don't tee him off, if, and you guys might be okay. Also, if it wasn't for Kawhi getting hurt last oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, even By the way, if, that was the yeah. entire postseason, and, you know, the Suns yeah. used that as a chip. But the fact of the matter is, you know, no Kawhi with the Clippers – no AD with the yep. Lakers first yep. round and then no Jamal Murray, right? So that's the why second. they got to the finals. Exactly. I mean, even if Kawhi was healthy in that Western Conference finals, the Suns would have gotten killed. Yeah. Killed in that series. Yeah, no. I mean, there's health is obviously a huge factor in the NBA and in, any, in any major sport as well. Well, Grant Williams scored a career high 27 points and hit seven three-pointers. Jason Tatum added 23 points, my boy. And the Boston (laughs) Celtics set a Game 7 record with 22 three-pointers to eliminate the NBA champs. Milwaukee Bucks 109 to 81, yet another blowout on Sunday in the Eastern Conference semifinals. You guys know what I think, but what do you think of the Celtics' chances to win it all um, now? And was that um, was this the de facto 
NBA Finals. You know, a lot of people said that we've talked about that. It is amazing what what I mean. This was going to be the best series I thought during the entire postseason. It was a game seven. We had two duds. I mean, you love game seven. There is nothing greater in sports, in my view, than a game seven. You had two duds, two blowouts. The Suns one was really bad. I mean, that that was done at the beginning of the game. But uh, the Celtics are for real, according to Vegas. Um, the Warriors are slight favorites, but the Celtics are right behind them. A lot of uh, people who've been covering the league say that their pick is the Celtics. Would not be surprised if they won again. I'm a Lakers fan. Do not want the Celtics to win a championship. But it w- the way that they're playing, GA, would not be shocked if they did. Yeah, I was thinking about you when they when they blew out Milwaukee. I, know. I was like, oh. Monday's going to be rough for a rush. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, here's the thing is that, I, and I think I said this last week, was if Boston comes out with that defense that they, that we all know that they have, that's phenomenal. They can win a title. No doubt. They can 100% win a title. By the way, when we go to March Madness every single year, I put down some money, 20, um, 20 to 1 odds for them to win the East. I am so happy I put that money down. <laughs> wow, so you got that bet. Yeah. All right. So, so, wow. mon- so wow. happy I put that down. Um, was I, that I, because of Jason Tatum? Was that because he really liked the Celtics? What, what, what was the reason? I don't on like that? the Celtics, but I, I mean, I don't hate them as much as you guys yeah. do. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's Tatum. It's that defense. Um, they were they were turning the corner at they that were. point, and they were still getting that. You know, they were still getting those odds. So I was like, Psh, I'll take those odds. Yeah. Like, I, I worst comes to worst, she's put down like a hundred or like twenty bucks or something like that, and then you don't get your money back. Yeah. You know, so it's it's. If it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least I can see it happening now because of that D and how they played against Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, Boston has the best shot, in my opinion, right now, just how the Warriors looked the last couple games against the Grizzlies. Granted, Mike Mike Brown was coaching those games uh, <laughs> as a uh, predecessor to what he'll do on the Kings. Kings are always going to be bad. But uh, look, Boston has the best defense in the league this year. Uh, Warriors do when Draymond plays, but Boston's been there. Grant Williams, if he's playing like that, every time a team wins an NBA championship, there's a guy like that that steps up. And it's it's honestly about organizational um, scouting mm-hmm. and, and the prestige and, and what they do to analyze and scout players. Because great organizations find these diamonds in the rough. Like Robert Williams, the best interior defender in the NBA, probably one of them, right? With mm-hmm. up there with Gobert, Jaron Jackson Jr. That was a late first rounder, right? Grant Williams, what, late first round, second round? I mean, it's crazy, but those are the types of guys that you need to step up to win a championship. Tatum's blossoming top five. I, look, the Heat are going to be tough. Heat of 108 or 104.6 uh, uh, defensive rating this playoffs. They have a top five defensive rating. It'll be close. Probably a six or seven game series. Don't count them out, but Boston should get to the NBA Finals. I got the Celtics as well. It, it takes a lot of mental fortitude to not only overcome a three to two deficit, but against Giannis, that was like the final mental hurdle after they beat Duran and Kyrie. Then you get the Bucks and you overcome that deficit. I really think this team is a team of destiny, and I think that they will go all the way and win the NBA title. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no doubt whatsoever in my personal mind uh, about those Boston Celtics. Let we, me let yeah. me read this next headline. I'm gonna I'm gonna Absolutely. do a little bit of a um, change here. There's gonna be conference finals. Like, most valuable player trophies. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Magic Johnson in the West. Larry Bird in the East. We have that in some of these other sports. I wanted to get your guys' view on that because I think I think there should be a most valuable player for the entire postseason. Just for, for the conference finals, again, we have that in baseball. 
I think we have that in hockey as well. I'd have to look that up, but, but you're right. your guys' thoughts. The Magic Johnson Trophy for Most Valuable Player of the Western Conference Finals and Larry Bird for the Most Valuable Player in the East. I love it. I love... But by the way, shouldn't there be a trophy for Michael Jordan? I, w- you, I would say LeBron. Larry yeah. Bird was great, but LeBron? Like, <laughs> no, ten, uh, ten Larry, straight finals? Like, come on. Yeah, Eastern but Larry, Conference Finals. Larry Bird was that, like, scrappy... Like, if you, like, if you watch film, like... Oh, Larry Bird's top up, five all time, in my opinion. Okay. okay. Like, I, I, don't, I don't... Larry Bird was incredible. I'm just saying LeBron James, what he did in the Eastern Conference for a decade... Yeah. And you're saying that he's not the... I'm sorry. That's just kind of how I... I think the think only reason it. why you would name it the Larry Bird is because of what Magic and Bird did Against for, the NBA, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the NBA. Like, that's yeah. the only reason to yeah. be like, okay, let's let's name it the Larry Bird for the Eastern, you know... 100%. Uh, for, for the I East. I get it. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question... I think it would be a consolation prize to be honest with you because I'd be like I'd rather have the championship. Oh, one hundred percent. I'd rather have the championship than any of that the MVP, the accolades, like any of that stuff. I'd rather have a ring. So, as a player, um, I'd say forget it, don't worry about it. But as a as a fan, of course, that sounds great. Yeah, I dislike it a lot, okay. and the reason why I dislike it is because I don't want it to be a talking point to boost up a player's credentials. Oh, interesting. This is not. Uh, an achievement like you just said Jihei the finals is the achievement I do like your idea of a playoffs MVP but I wonder how many times would that differ from the finals MVP wouldn't yeah that's a great point it wouldn't a ton I do think you know because when Kobe was with Shaq I mean Shaq dominated the finals People forget Kobe was really sometimes the more dominant during the postseason, certainly in the conference finals. If they had a conference finals one, he would have won the series that they beat the Spurs. I mean, the, the, that that conference finals, I want to say 2001, maybe, you know, averaged like 30 points, 10 boards. I mean, it just was crazy. So um, no problem with it because they have it in some of these other leagues and sports. But it's like. Do we really need it? My, yeah, that's my issue. Is like if we have like we're comparing two players, and then you use an argument of oh, this player has three conference finals MVPs. That yeah. just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. It's not the same as an MVP or a finals MVP. Oh, exactly. Well, speaking of conferences, the Eastern and Western Conference Finals are set in the NBA now. We have the Golden State Warriors guys against the Dallas Mavs in the West and the Miami Heat uh, facing the Boston Celtics in the East in a rematch of the 2020 Conference Finals in the bubble. Which teams do you have advancing to the NBA Finals and what team will win it all? Okay, so it pains me to say it, but the Boston Celtics. I mean, that that just that series alone just showed me that they, they have a really good chance to win the entire thing, but I certainly like them to get to the Finals. Do like, by the way, a rematch of the 2020 Conference Finals. A lot of people do not give enough credit that that, that there was only like a 70-day offseason. So the Celtics didn't make the playoffs last year, or if they did, they, they lost in the first, first round. round the yeah. heat. So it's like no one who w- made it to the Conference Finals then were any position to win last season. Now they're back. The Celtics are back. The Heat are back. Do you like the Celtics there? I like the Warriors. Um, um, man, I, I, I love what Luka's done. Love this Mavericks team. But still, like, if, if Golden State plays like I think that they can. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Poole. I, I like the Warriors. So I like a, a Warriors-Celtics finals. And because I refuse to pick the Celtics to win the championship, I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, um, I'm going to be the minority here again. I love Golden State, but they've looked awful 
um, in that series against Memphis. I'll bite a couple games. Their defense is usually great. It hasn't been in the postseason. That's concerning. Their turnovers have been the worst of any team. Their offense has gotten completely stagnant at times. And with a matchup like Dallas, that is so great at ball movement, that is so great at rotating on defense, they are going to have a hard time beating them despite the superstars that they have in, you know, or stars rather in yeah. Cool, Clay, Superstar, and Steph. Look, Draymond's going to do a great job, but I, I'm going to take Dallas in seven again. Yeah. I really think that Luka is trying to become the best player in the NBA, and he could win it all this year. I'm going to be the minority here and say Dallas is going to win in six or seven games. Who do you, who do you think is going to win the East? Boston. Boston. I mean, I love Miami. I, I hope Miami could win, but Tyler Hero is a huge X factor there. He's going to need to average 20 to 25 a game offensively to kind of push them over the edge in a defensive heavyweight matchup, and I just don't see that happening with Tatum's greatness right now. I'm with you. I, I think the Phoenix matchup on paper is actually tougher for Dallas than the Golden State matchup. Who on the Warriors is guarding Luka Doncic? Andrew Wiggins is too skinny. Klay Thompson is not the same defender he once was. We're eventually going to end up seeing the Warriors. They're going to have to double team Luka on every possession, which is going to make life easier for Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. I agree with you, Brandon. I got Mavs in six. And honestly, the Heat's offense, they have played an Atlanta team that was not very good and a Philadelphia team that Lord knows what was happening with them. <laughs> I think Celtics in five. I just don't wow. think Miami's offense is, is very good. And yeah, you're right. Defensive rock fight. But at the end of the day, defensive rock fight with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown versus Jimmy Butler, Tyler Yeah, Hero. Jimmy can only do so much, right? Agreed. Yeah, I see what Agreed. you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to agree with you guys. I think that Boston's going to... I personally think Boston's going to win it all if if, if, yeah. if it all comes down to it. I know that's not the answer everybody wants. but um, Well, there were five game sevens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's why I love hockey right. this weekend. <laughs> um, highlighted by the Edmonton Oilers beating our Los Angeles Kings and ending their season. I shouldn't say our. You guys' Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> um, on my, my team's in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> ending their season on Saturday. What do you think of the Kings run and what have your... Um, what, uh, what were your thoughts about the Stanley Cup players? So, so I know that game that you want to talk about, Jihei, the Rangers and the Penguins. But mm -hmm. for the Kings, listen, I think this set the groundwork, this laid the groundwork for what they're going to do in the following seasons. We talked to Luke Robitaille. We should have him back on the show. Uh, he said this is, this is the first year that we're competing. For the last three years, they were rebuilding. I really think that they've put pieces in place for this team to contend. And I, I think... You learn from being in these moments. You learn from playing a game seven. You learn from being in a tough, grinded out postseason. I mean, gee, at the end of the day, they, they won two road playoff games. And so I think a young team like this can learn about it. Dustin Brown, that's the story for me. The last game for him. What an amazing career. Looking forward to seeing his number 23 retired but that that is my big takeaway is that at least he had one last postseason run one last game seven amazing performance by jonathan quick was not i mean what, what, it, this was not meant to be for them i do think this team will, will be back and would not shock me if they won a cup whether it's next year or or in a year or two from now yeah no i i agree with you but my i think my issue is like how do you replace a guy like Dustin Brown, right? Who are you going to replace him with? You can't replace him as, like, what he means to no, the franchise. The he wasn't the same player, though, you right. know? So, but, I mean, just an amazing career. And when you look back at it, the two Stanley Cup championships, what an amazing run that he had. No, absolutely. I mean, 
like you said, this is going to be a, a thing where the kings they've set a foundation now, right? Yes. So now they're going to be moving past this, learning from it, and then like the next maybe year or two. And again, this is again why I love hockey because there is no such thing as parody. There is no like clear cut winner that's ever going to be yeah. vying for a Stanley Cup. Even though you know, I, I believe it's um, Colorado is is one of the major fa- heavy favorites. Sure. And, yeah. yeah. So there, there's going to be heavy favorites, but those guys could bite the dust any day now you know so uh looking forward to this i i think uh, since i get to bring up my rangers that's you get right to bring yeah. up your, your i was gonna say time. time for you to take your victory lap <laughs> big win for new york yeah no it was it was phenomenal i mean i i think we finally got that monkey off our back um in pittsburgh uh Having a game seven at home, and I know that there's no such thing as home ice, but man, having a game seven at home, it, it helped tremendously because yeah. to be able to have, and there's never been, it had, it's been, God, all, it's been like eight years, by the way, since uh, the Rangers were really actually vying for a cup. Oh, yeah. So well, the, 2014 it, is yeah, when I read exactly. Yeah. So that was the last time that the Rangers really truly were like going to be. I guess cup present. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to go into this ne- next timeline since we don't really have a lot of time. No, but uh, just briefly, there's this idea, and how much time do we have? Because uh, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts really quick. Oh, yeah. We will talk about this when we come back. There's a thought process, and how about this for Tease? Russell Westbrook will perhaps likely be back with the Lakers next year. What do we think about that? We'll uh, touch on that with our guest, David Bloom, when we come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you want to have a comment or a question or want to win tickets to a future Galaxy game, call our hotline 310-400-0340. Okay, joining us now on the Circus Sports Guest Hotline is our good friend David Bloom. David, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing? We are good, David. We teased this right before the break, but there is a story right now with The Athletic that's basically saying that um, the Lakers, when they're talking to their coaches, one of the first questions is how would Russell Westbrook fit with this team? And the thought process there is that if, if, if they want to trade him, which they do, is that they're, they're going to have to part with two first-round picks and perhaps Taylor Horton Tucker, who's 21 years old. We have to come to grips with the reality that it is 
perhaps likely that Russell Westbrook may be back with the Lakers. As crazy as that sounds, David, what would that look like? How would that look like? And I, I not only want to get your view, I want to hear from the crew here because nobody wants this to happen, but I do think that there's a point in time where the Lakers might be like, do we trade two first-round picks and a 21-year-old just to get rid of this guy, David? What the heck is going on here? Oh, wow. Well, you know, every Laker fan that I've talked to and everybody that has watched the entire season does not want Russell Westbrook back for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah, he was probably the only main guy to stay healthy all year for a majority, but it's going to be hard to offload that contract. And on top of that, hey, other team, do you want a guy that is extremely turnover prone, misses a lot of clutch shots, and really took down our team? It's not a great selling point to try to offer teams Russell Westbrook. So right now you're kind of stuck. And it sucks to be stuck. You know, you have AD who, when healthy, has been incredible, uh, but has been fighting injury. And LeBron, who is playing out of his mind, but still dealing with some nagging injuries throughout the season, you know, Age can only do so much. LeBron seems to defy it every year. But, right, you don't want to have to give up two first and THT or somebody young or Monk or this and that to get rid of a guy, to, yeah. to step backwards by stepping forward or step forward by stepping backwards in a sense. We're really in a situation where what else do you do besides run it back? You're stuck in a situation where you have to just say, all right, 2021-22, the Russell Westbrook, this experiment didn't work, right? AD was hurt. LeBron was fighting some injury. Russ wasn't playing well. You know, you drop down, maybe the depth, maybe the age, whatever. Let's rebuild the assets below the three guys, right? I thought, I think Carmelo Anthony, as turnover prone as he was, was a bright spot. I think Malik Monk was the brightest spot of the season, but let's go ahead and tear down the roster one, two, three below. And let's fill that up with younger guys who are more prone to being role players who really fit that idea of maybe what the Suns have done, maybe what the Mavs have done, the Clips have done guys that are very niche guys that are willing to do their one, two thing instead of guys that feel like, you know, they need the ball in their hands or they got to be the guy and show out. You do that, look, maybe you have success. But right now, the way the the chemistry is, the way the culture is, it does not feel like these three guys or these two guys, right? I'm never going to say LeBron can't do it. But these two guys can really get it done the way that they were able to two years ago. Look, uh, Westbrook, if most GMs would trade him, and I know it's there's – not much financial flexibility and i have a whole series mock gm series coming out on my sub stack part two is the russell westbrook trade options it's coming out tomorrow <laughs> on baller sports dialogue.substack.com but nice tease brandon nice tease <laughs> yep yep uh, it's Very fun nice. it's gonna be a fun article Very well done. <laughs> uh but i had to throw it in there that you know? was great uh <laughs> but by look, the way part one highly recommended so this oh, is, i appreciate yeah. it i appreciate it that talks about mle what they can get in their taxpayer mle which is really all they have yeah. right now with Westbrook, they're six point three million MLE and their veteran minimum contracts. They don't have much. Mm-hmm. And look, Westbrook mm-hmm. is a high paced guy. This is not going to work. The Lakers only shot at competing next year is with defense yeah. and they got rid of their defensive coach. LeBron is old 
Anthony Davis is slow. He plays great, but he's a slower, slower-paced guy. And you bring a guy like Russell Westbrook and guys who don't play defense on the team, and it's just a recipe for disaster. The Lakers cannot hang when other teams are putting up 110-plus points yeah. per game. So where does that leave them? They need to get better in the trade market with Westbrook, but Westbrook is is an expiring contract. They're going to have to get rid of two first-round picks, right? Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald is an option. If the Pacers would do that, we would all die and go to heaven as Laker fans. Um, although, what would that do? Buddy Heald's a liability defensively. Yes, he'd be the best spot-up shooter that LeBron's ever had in a Lakers uniform. Brogdon can play both ways. That would put us back into immediate contention. However, would it be enough when teams like the Warriors, Grizzlies, and that's where David is bringing up a great point. Russell Westbrook only has one more year in his contract. You get a Brogdon, you get a heel, despite their greatness and what they could bring to the team, those are three-year contracts. And do we want do we want no financial flexibility for LeBron's last great year, which won't yeah. be next year, which will be the year after? He's only getting older. I think you need to deal Westbrook and say F them picks like the Rams. <laughs> but like <laughs> at, at this point, you have to. You're in this situation. But look, it, he could come back. Knowing Rob Palenka and what he's done, and yeah. you know, he just I don't like to dig at Rob Palenka because I do think he's a smart guy, but he really has botched the last two off seasons and Mm -hmm. I think he'll do it again and keep Russell Westbrook, but he needs to be gone in my opinion. Here's my thing. If the Lakers did everything right this off season, everything, if they hit every nail on the head, they get the Westbrook trade, right? They get the defensive players. Are they better than golden state? Are they better than the healthy Clippers? Are they better than a healthy nuggets? Are they better than the Grizzlies? Are they better than these teams? I say, even if they have a perfect off season, probably not. Their window of contention, in my mind, with this nucleus has pretty much closed. Unless LeBron is Tom Brady, and he very well might be, I wouldn't sacrifice 2027 and 2029 in the future because you're already giving the pick swaps to New Orleans, which might end up being the first pick in the draft in 2024, 2025. You're already screwed in that respect. Why dig a deeper hole? This team, in my opinion, you're... There's so many ifs. Anthony Davis has to stay healthy. LeBron has to be the same player. You have to get great defensive players. You have to get a good Westbrook trade. You have to get the right coach. It just seems like too much of an uphill battle. But if you want a little bit of optimism, this is how we felt going into 2020 as well. The Lakers looked dysfunctional then, 100%. and it worked. Great point. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> this, what to there. think. That's a great point because the there. same things were being said about this team that summer. Yep. Like, yep. what is what, what yep. is Linda Rambis doing? What yep. is Kurt Rambis doing? Who are they hiring? They bungled this. They don't know what they're doing with the cap. Da 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 da. And, and that worked. team wanted to, try, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. No. I mean, I I I think we we can all come to the consensus that we all want Russell Russell. I can't talk today. I think it's too much excitement. For Russell the, Westbrook yeah. wants to leave too. To I, your point, yeah, it's I not think, just Laker fan. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think he wants to leave. I, I think LA is just done. Yeah. Um, Russell Westbrook's done with LA and vice versa. And by the way, so. I think that's why they do have to trade him because I think he wants to leave. I think and I don't the team cancer. Yeah, yeah, well, because yeah. he doesn't want to be here. And I think he removed all of his pictures with the uniform off of his social. And I mean, he's moved on. So, like, if if you bring him back just because you don't want to part with those first-round picks, I'm sorry, but you're, you're really hurting this mistake. team. It's a it's huge a mistake. Because they're always going to get free agents, the yeah. Lakers. They're always going to get free agents. Exactly. And I know they're 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 sacrificing getting a Jokic. Well, Jokic is going to sign a Supermax. Yeah. But a Beal or a Kyrie next summer, right? But who cares? They're not getting those guys to begin yeah. with. And they don't need picks because they're always going to get free agents. At this point, LeBron's one of the greatest players of all time. You need, even though, yes, Armand, 
these other teams are better and have a better shot. That's what we were saying going into 2020 and the Lakers won. So if there's True. any chance LeBron can get back to the finals, just yeah. get him into the playoffs. I agree. But you, you have said, to capitalize on you that. You said the, uh, the opportunistic word is team. Yeah. It's a basketball team. That's why that Laker team won that title. They were a, te- no, they were a, a team. Point. There yeah. was no cancer Russell Westbrook. Exactly. There was, no, there was nobody in there being like, I don't want to be here. That's yeah. why he they, needs they to be gone. To for a title. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. It's just, is it, how is it going to behoove both of their situations, right? No. Are you just going to have to sit there and be like, I'm biting the bullet, whatever, let's figure it out. Just get him out of here. Yeah. Just do what As you As Jay That's Cole says, do. pride is the devil. Armand would like that, right? I mean, bite your pride. Be done with it. Get rid of him. You made a bad trade. Let's move past this. So, David, we do have to get into the conference finals games. I mean, we had two game sevens, which, I mean, we're... You know, that's the greatest two words in sports, game seven. And they were both blowouts. But that, but the Suns game in particular, I got to get your thoughts. Chris Paul, worst game of his career. He saved the worst game of his career for one of the biggest games of his career. A plus minus, David, of minus 39. Uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, that game was a 45-point blowout in the fourth quarter. Absolute embarrassing. Look. I will say this with as much admiration for Chris Paul's game, as much respect for his time with my team, as much respect for who he is in his career. Doesn't he always save his worst games? <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't yeah. he? All, what is the what, what was the stat? The, the the last five game sevens, the, the game sevens leading to oh, they're not good. Yeah, it's not good. Chris Paul, as good as he is, as smart, as savvy of a basketball player, as a point guard, as a mind as he is, just somehow does not have what it takes to compete at the highest level. He can compete at a very high level, right? He took this team to the heat. They took this team to the finals last year, uh, close to the conference finals this year, number one seed. He was always in contention with the Clips, even took the, the old Hornets to the playoffs, right? He has the ability to compete at that high level, whether he's 40 or 20. The only issue is the highest level, that finals level, that I'm going to go with a championship level. He has not proven it, whether it's been, and it's not all on him, right? This team is much deeper than one one 30-plus-year-old player. But whether it's the injuries, whether it's the inability to, to make plays and defend well and knock down jumpers, Whatever it is for Chris Paul in these many, many Game 7s, and trust me, I have seen plenty of these games, it just does not feel like he can be that guy on the team. And then you pair him with DeAndre Ayton, who barely plays, and they're wanting to say it's internal, and there's a weird consensus around the league that he might even leave after being the number one pick for them. And you have Devin Booker, who everyone's trying to put comparison to, to Kobe and to Tatum and to PG and, and superstars, and it's not showing. And to come out, right, this Mavs team, the last two years going against the Clippers, even going up 2-0, going up against Kawhi PG, they did not look like a Western Conference Finals team. And now all of a sudden they face the Suns in the second round, and they win two games, and they're in the conference finals against the Warriors team and we're not super confident that they'll lose, right? What happened? And what happened is one, Luca getting older and Luca getting more confident, becoming a better player. And two, the Suns are not the 
team that we saw maybe last year, even though we didn't see them win the championship last year. And they're not the team that they showed to be in the regular season. As much as, as fast as they can run and as well as they can hit the mid-range shots, they don't shoot the three ball as much and as well as some of these other teams. They don't defend as well as some other teams. And as fast as you want to say they are and as, and, and as many complimentary pieces as they have, they do not have any guys that can compete at the highest level like the Warriors have, like the Bucks could have, like the Celtics are maybe proven that they have, like Miami could have as we've seen them go to the finals with a team like this before. If the Suns really, really want to be able to compete at that highest championship, hey, we are the best team in the Western Conference level, it's going to take a guy that can really lead them and as much as Chris Paul can be the leader without dropping 30, and as much as Devin Booker can be the guy that can go out and, and be their guy to drop 30, right now their top is not working, and this offseason is going to be a mess for the Phoenix Suns. I couldn't agree more, David. I, I just want to make one point before I ask you a question. There was mm. a lot of people on Twitter yesterday in the middle of the blowout saying, I wonder which injury Chris Paul is going to have after the game. And then lo and behold, Mark Spears reports Chris Paul was dealing with a left quad injury <laughs> in the semifinal. Oh, what? And, and I've been a part wow. of these where you'll get a text from either his brother or like his agent or someone. Some way, somehow, you'll, you'll find out. Win or lose, by the way. Like if he had like an amazing shot, it was like he had to deal with this just to have that moment. But yeah. I assume that every player has some sure. sort of nagging injury at this yeah. point. So that, sure. that wasn't the sure. question. My question question for you is going into the next round obviously Luca is a matchup nightmare how do you see the Warriors dealing with him who do you see specifically maybe being the matchup for Luca in the Western Conference Finals that's that's a really tough question right that's what all teams deal with is do we put our best defender on Luca do we put our best player on Luca how do you and this is really you know watching these past two Clipper series against Luca you know, one went six, one went seven, bubble, no bubble. The question wasn't, who, how do we stop Luca? It's, how do we let Luca score 40 and win? And that's how you play him. He's unbelievable. I guarantee you he will win multiple MVPs in his career. He is a wonderful player. He's got such a unique playing style, you know, a very European shot. He plays the game at his own pace. He can make any step back he wants. I mean, he can pick a spot and then the ball just is in. He doesn't even have to shoot it at this point. It's just if he wants to score three, he scores three. But it's going to be about letting Luca score 40, 50, and still winning the game by 10 plus. And the way you do that is you guard everybody else, right? You don't let him score 30 in the first half, but, you know, maybe it's, it's Clay. Maybe it's Draymond, right? Maybe it's some of these better defenders. But then you go out and you say, one, we're going to expose your defense. We're going to shoot the ball much better than the Phoenix Suns are. And two, we're going to go ahead and guard everybody else, right? Dorian Finney-Smith is not going to score as much as he does. We're going to guard Dinwiddie, Brunson. We're going to guard We're going to guard Kleber, and we're not going to let Powell do what he does inside. If you take away the rest of their pieces, who give credit to the Mavericks. Dinwiddie's been incredible. Brunson's been great. Dorian Finney-Smith has been wonderful. If you take away those pieces... All you have is a Luka 40-point game and a 10-plus point win. That's all you got to do to beat this Mavs team. The Suns weren't able to figure it out because they weren't able to stop all the other guys, and it makes Luka look even better when he's getting those assist numbers. 
If Luca scores 50 points and two assists, you will win the game, I guarantee. If you're able to stop those other guys, which the Clippers were able to do when they won those series, and that's how they won with, with Luca scoring even you know 30 point games, 40 point games on a all but one night basis. If you're able to do that at your Golden State, which they have a much smarter mind, in my opinion, they're a better coach team, they play better than the Suns, in my opinion, you'll be able to do that. This is not a team like the Grizzlies who, when Jaws out, they for some reason get better, right? They'll, they'll get worse if you kind of neutralize Luka, and Luka will get worse if you neutralize his teammates. Take away their ancillary pieces, you beat the Mavericks. I have a random question for you, David. Uh, so yeah. Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul are kind of in the news today because Patrick Beverly was on first take. Shots fired against Chris Paul, essentially saying something to the effect of, I'll go out and get a snake, a steak and wine the night before if I'm playing Chris Paul because I don't really care. But Steph Curry, I am in bed by eight. That's a big matchup. Clippers fans, Clippers Nation, who is more beloved? Who's the bigger fan favorite, Pat Bev or Chris Paul? Beverly. Uh, next question sure. they shouldn't have made that's that very, trade that's, that's a very easy one right we weren't able to pay Patrick Beverly he felt like he wanted more money he went and he got it that's cool that's okay but Chris Paul as loved as he was during his tenure with the Clippers always something hurt right yeah. always this or that come December he, he is like a hurt and come the playoffs he's hurt and you lose games even that 2016 season, which was supposed to be their best, yeah. right? Two guys go down, 2-0, drops to 4-2. At a certain point, Chris Paul started getting a lot of Clipper fans frustrated. Demands a trade, you know, sign and trade this That's and that. Right. We get Pat Bev from that. Chris Paul and Patrick Beverly, was. I want to bring this up too just for a second. Patrick Beverly was also, you know, talking about, every, and not only Pat, but everyone's been talking about deserves. Right, Chris Paul deserves a ring. He could go down as one of the best ringless players of all time at the end of his career if he doesn't win one. And it becomes this narrative of, does Chris Paul deserve a ring? And my two cents on that is, if Chris Paul really deserves a ring, you have put him with a number of teams to get that ring. Yeah. If he really deserves a ring, right? if he really deserves to be a champion, he'd be a champion by now. And that's and all love to him and his game and his mind, but if he deserves to be a champion, he'd be a champion. Yeah. He'd beat the Bucks. He'd beat the Mets. So right now, yeah, Patrick Beverly is still, you know, he shows up to the Clipper games in the zoo jersey. That is and so cool. That's right. Was, that's great. And even when he was beating the Clippers with the Timberwolves and, and, and talking all that stuff, Clipper fans were even like, ah, that's his hat. We love him. So... He's really become a fan favorite even after leaving the team. And Chris Paul really left so sourly. And right now, it's it's just tough to watch Chris Paul succeed if you're a Clipper fan. No doubt about it. But, I mean, definitely have flashbacks, uh, David. I had flashbacks watching Chris Paul having the worst game of his career in a closed-out <laughs> situation. I was there courtside in Oklahoma when he made a mistake that he's never made in his career. So, David, oh, you're the best. Yeah. We'll uh, catch up with you next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.